0: Good evening, everybody. We're back, Matt. We're back. We're here. Talking Town. Talking Town. 30 minutes with Marcus Stewart. Um, If you haven't caught this afternoon's show, please do. It's over on YouTube to watch. A little bit
1: lively, Matt. I was going to say, it's a bit of a lively one. I didn't have the saucepan ready, did I? No. I'll bring that next time. We won't need that today. Tumble dryer.
0: Tumble dryer was not on the go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Anyway, good yeah, evening to good everyone good. in the chat. Phil Blundell, Marcus Biscuit, Mark Rattle, Billy Dalton, Danny Salter, uh, loads of people piling into the chat. If you've got anything you want asking to Marcus, just drop it in there and um it is we are pressed for time. So we've only got 30 minutes. And so look, I just want to say thanks to Marcus for um look giving up his time, Matt, on a Sunday evening. Time is precious, really?
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Can we think, jump, shall we uh, jump yeah. straight in? Bring in the star of the show. He's here. There okay. he is. How you doing? What Hello. All good, oh, good. Thanks. You. Yeah. yeah good. Right. Last time I spoke to you was
0: when I was at Josh's away days beer event, and I video called you, and you are in the car.
2: Yeah, that's right. I think I uh, don't know where I was going at that time. Um, where were you going? I don't know. Uh, I'm always driving, so. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm either going up north, going to Ipswich, going to work. Um, but I was driving, yeah. Uh, and you guys look like you're having a good time.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant event. Um, I don't know when the beer's out. There is a Marcus Brewit. It will be available <laughs> at some point.
2: Yeah, he did say that. Um, and we were thinking of other, other names as well, but I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't think of one. Uh, anyone got any idea? Did, did you come up with anything or...? Or was I, that I did At the time, I can't remember. I can't, you put me on the spot now, haven't
1: you? I, you I had too many remember. beers, Mark, because that was the problem. Well,
2: did, you know, sometimes when I've had a couple of beers, I come up with some good ideas and I get a bit more. <laughs> nah, that wasn't too good. Um, well, yeah, Josh, he's, he's a good guy and uh, I think yeah. raised a bit of money
0: for you. So um, it, it, yeah, it, was, did, yeah. it
2: was all good. He did, and yeah. So um, done a great job, you guys. And uh, How many people turned up that day? that remember, but it looked it's pretty 30. busy I, when you I when you were on camera.
0: We were playing. I can't remember who we were
2: playing. Shall we? Shall we start
0: off right with your return to Portman Road for oh. the Plymouth oh, the big game? Swing. Mm. First time since I think first time since you left that you'd actually been back, wasn't it?
2: Um as a fan, yes. I mean, I, I came back with Sunderland in the championship a few years ago. Missed that penalty uh, on purpose, well, didn't you? Missed the penny on purpose, everyone <laughs> says, yeah. Uh, but I must say I was so nervous that penny, I don't think. You know normally when you step up for a penalty you, you're nervous any a little bit it's a bit of butterflies i'd say not nerves but that penny i've never felt anything like it um so no. i perhaps should have given given the penalty to someone else but the opportunity to score was too good but um i think we ended up drawing that game in the end i think <laughs> bentley scored and i so, think harvard um, scored yeah. 2-2 yeah. yeah um but no yeah, it's the first time i've been back uh as a fan so it was great to Great to savour the atmosphere, without any well, say without any pressure on me. But uh, there was a little bit, I suppose.
1: It's pretty nerve-wracking talking in front of twenty odd thousand people on the microphone, isn't it?
2: I mean, Um, it was very hard, you know, to control my emotions, and I've said said it. Yeah, I'm sure. um, You know, I had a chat with Matty today before Matty Holland. Uh, We had a little bit of a meet-up, and that was quite hard. Um, But like Matty does, he makes you feel comfortable. Um, doesn't get, uh, too emotional with the questions and that's how he is. He's pretty, pretty good like that. But then, you know, like I said, going out in front of 29,000 fans with, um, you know, uh, top of the league clash mm. and then have to speak half time with another legend of the club, Simon Milton. Uh, it's quite tough. Yeah. Uh, and I, I very rarely plan what to say. I just speak from the heart. I, I write something yeah. down, but I speak from the heart um and that's what I try to do uh and I managed to c- control my emotions just about <laughs> yeah I
0: I, look, I don't think Marcus you were the only one who was quite emotional that day you only got to hear the reception when you walked on that pitch and I'll admit I had, I had a bit of a tear you know because you're one of my heroes and I think obviously obviously what you're going through and it's it's really obviously tough for you and we're we're all with you, you know. We are all with
1: you, and we just look. Yeah, the top tier where I stood, Mark, is in the top tier of the old the West Stand there, yeah? Magnus Stand. Normally, you have got people milling about, and they're getting drinks. Half time, everybody stopped and watched you on the on the big screen. You know, everyone stopped what they were doing. So it was. Thousands... Yeah, do you know when you're, I was talking
2: on the microphone, you, you're not really looking around at the crowd. It's <laughs> <quite> weird. <almost. laughs> yeah. You're kind of there. You're 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 thinking about what to say. Um. So you didn't really notice these these things, but I remember it being. I do remember it being deadly silent. Um
1: if I was hanging on and every right, word you were saying. Very <laughs> Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, everyone knows what's going on now. I I kind of yeah. Um. When I when I originally um got diagnosed, it was um. That week was a tough week after I'd leading up to um you know uh, it, it being released in the papers and the press or whatever media it was being released on that was a tough week because all i wanted to happen was for it to be over and out um mm. i had plenty of conversations with people one or two people people in the in the media family what was the best thing to do really uh whether to get out there or not um uh once i decided um that week leading up to knowing that it's going to come out was quite tough um yeah i'm sure so in the same breath it was quite tough you know having knowing i was coming to back to Ipswich, knowing i was going to chat with people at half time um and it was quite tough and um in the strain i'm glad it's over in a, in a way because yeah. i can get on with things now. i ain't got to worry about what i'm going to say although i'm going to come on to Podcasts and stuff like that, in, in, in chat. Um, but you know, to speak in front of fans when it, about something I don't really want to talk about, but I feel I have to, and I have a responsibility mm. now to do. Um, it's quite a hard thing to do. Um, if you're talking about football, not a problem. Um, yeah. But when you're talking and people know what's going on with you, you, you all eyes are on you for a different reason. What
0: about mm. the game?
2: What did you make of the game? Because is that is oh, that yeah. the
0: first time you've seen town live yeah, for? Sure.
2: This under McKenna, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I've been involved in League One as a as a player and as a, a coach. Um, I thought it was a very good tactical game. Mm. I thought Plymouth Plymouth did all right. I think mm. obviously Ipswich did okay. I don't think one team ran away with it. There was key moments in the games in the game. Obviously Plymouth had that great chance second half, yeah. um, far would opposed. You
0: yourself, would you fancy yourself from there?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like <laughs> to think so. I mean, but I've been there and I've done things like that. And it's sometimes when you the ball comes across the box and, box and you got so much, so a lot of time to think about where you're going to put the ball. That's when you made a mistake. The instinctive ones for me were, were the mm. easy ones because you know, you're just worried. you just worry, you didn't have time to think about them. So, um, it, it happens, you know, uh, and look, fortunately for, for us, it, it, it that, that the guy missed, so um. But I thought it was a good tactical game. Maybe, a probably a fair result in the end. I don't yeah. Think, um, that's what I would say. Talking about um, instinctive ones,
0: Marcus, I've got one of these lovely prints.
2: Signed <laughs> by you. That was instinctive, wasn't it? The goal of Bolton. <laughs> yeah, of... exactly. I think, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, the first one, especially, you know, it just sat nicely, like I said. Um The second one, God, (laughs) I could still be thinking about it now. I mean, (laughs) but you say instinctive, but I think if the caper stays on his line or doesn't commit himself too early, then it makes me think a little bit longer, you know, but because Mm. he's he's kind of made my mind up for me by coming out, it it did help a bit. So that was an instinct. uh, That was instinctive going around him. I didn't plan to do that. I just, the space was there. So, um, so, yeah, uh, thanks, Goldie, for giving me a better chance to score a
1: the goal. these <laughs> cards. Are you, are you surprised, Marcus, that Ipswich have had that such a great start? And we kind of lamented this in our show this afternoon. We're kind of falling away, and Derby are in our tower now. Are you surprised with the money spent? We keep saying on our show, we've spent a lot of money. Should we not be champions? I mean, what's your, what's your take on it, having seen that Plymouth game?
2: Um, I think, know, listen, at some point in the season... Um, most clubs in that league in the top five of that league will have a month. It doesn't have to be, you know, January or February, but three or four weeks in the season where things don't go their way. Um, and once you get out the other side of that, you know, you kind of kick on and then it's someone else's turn to, to kind of have that month. Um, so it's happening, you know, I know it's a one, it all draw, but, um, Local rivals and stuff, but still plenty of games to go yet. Uh, So, from my point of view, there's no panic. It's um, yeah, new players coming in, and and I and I hate the world word gel. Let's gel. They've got to get the players to gel together. I I don't, I don't like that saying. But you got to give, you know, the cohesion in the team is different, and they got that. That's got to happen at some point um, with new players coming in. So. We 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 see you know the next next two or three two or three months are quite important as we know and I I, I ain't going to say that they're not going to have another month because if they if they have another two or three weeks where results don't go away then you know they're going to get in the playoffs simple as that um, but if they kick on and have a good end to the season which could easily happen then who's to say that they won't get. Promoted automatically. What
1: kind, of, what, what kind of run do you think we need to go on then to try and cut down this five, six points that we've got? Are you thinking three, four, five games on the on the bounce? To...
2: Yeah, I just think a win, draw, win draws. You know, um, a draw, draw is not a bad result. It's a bad result when you're chasing something, or a bad result if you're bottom of the league. Hmm. Um, but you know, there, those type of points can be the difference at the end of the season. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's how I see it. You know, there would be ugly. I don't know what the game was like. I hear it wasn't too good. But those type of ugly draws or a, an ugly win sometimes when the football's not brilliant and you're not playing well as a team, I think those type of results can be the difference at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It won a great game yesterday, I've got to say, with Cambridge. But we always seem to struggle there, don't we, Rich, at Cambridge? Yeah, I
0: don't think we're actually We've not won there in the league. Right, Marcus. The, the reason I wanted to get you on is for you to talk about your charity game at mm. Bristol Rovers really? on the... Saturday the thirteenth of May, am I right?
2: That's correct, yeah.
0: The floor is yours. Uh
2: well, it's a charity game, is it's a I said today the week is it it's a celebration of football for me. You know, there's a lot of different football players coming to the to the um the game a lot of different fans that support different teams. It's not just about Bristol Rovers, Bristol City because it's based in Bristol. Although there will be aspects of Bristol Rovers, Bristol City players in the South West team along with other South West teams. Um, you know, but to have players come from different teams, from your main, is, to Jill Scott, women's football. Um, there's a lot of football to be played and a lot of... I, I, for me, I, I just want people to have a good day. And in the meantime, let's raise some money for charity. That's how I see it. I don't see it... Of course, it's a charity game, but uh, it's a game where... You know, there's not a lot of pressure on anyone. Fans aren't going to be going to be getting on the backs of the players. Well, I hope not anyway, because there's nothing on it in terms of points or next round of the cup. It's literally enjoy the day, no pressure. Um, Kids can come along, you know, and have a good family there or mates or whoever you want to bring. Um, Let's hope the weather's quite nice. It can be in Bristol, but let's hope for that day it is. And Everyone enjoys the occasion that that that's what that's what I want to happen, really. Um,
1: do you, you, you announced any names, money. Sorry, you announced any names, players wise? Can you reveal any players to us? Uh, well,
2: <laughs> yeah, Paul goals is playing, uh, Jill Scott's playing, um, uh, you the jungle, Mattie said he'd play, Mattie Holland, Darren Bent said he'd play, um, and there's loads of other ones. I'm just reading them off. Right. Uh, I don't like name dropping, but I suppose I have to say. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, uh, But, yeah, there's loads. I mean, there's there's a few. At the moment, we've probably... I've ordered, I think it's 44 kits, 42 kits, and two of those are goalkeepers' kits. And I think at the moment, we've got between, I think it's 60 and 80 players that have said that they want to play. Wow. Um, Wow. But obviously... You know, I've got to put, we can't have 60, 80 players turn up and you know, sorry guys, only twenty kits kits and golden skulls <laughs> on the bench, she's got no kit. Uh <laughs> so I we you know, but I, I you know, I I know it is, you know, some some of them are retired, some are still playing. Um and they've they've got at the end of the year I understand there's holidays gonna be happening, there's mm. gonna be media cool. coverage. That still going the Premier League still goes goes on, of course, because of the, the World Cup. So I get that one or two will pull out. That's why we've got so many players that have said yes. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, it's those are confirmed for sure. Um, and we we'll see near the time we'll we'll get a definite and probably a, 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 an update of the actual players that are definitely playing. But as it stands, you know, we've got sixty to eighty that want want to play for. 40 t-shirts for t shirts um where can people yeah. get tickets from oh good question um if at bristol river's um website they they've yeah. got uh they, they use their ticket office and they can get tickets from there um brilliant. uh it's, it's it's done through the people they do tickets through and i'm not not sure who they are but the tickets are are being done as if they're being sold for a bristol rovers game so that's where you can get tickets oh, from
1: brilliant. Big town presence down that old. way. Big Sorry? town presence down that way. A lot of town fans that way. We've got the Southwest yeah. branch, we?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know John who runs that. Yeah, I know yeah, John. Yeah. So I'm, the the, guys can turn up.
1: I'm presuming the strips you've chosen, then they're gonna be blue and white and red, aren't they? To reflect Bristol. Uh, I'm just, I'm I'm I, have,
2: I have chosen. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Um it's a strange <laughs> one. I've I've got an old school kit from when I was in primary school.
1: All
2: right. Uh with my old the old school schoolmates when we, you know, when we played at school against other yeah. schools and I really liked it from this day, uh, even now. And it, we're on a group chat, of course, still from from oh, for now. And yeah. a couple of lads have been putting photographs of us, you know, in the old school team and it's a really nice kit. It's like a white kit. Um, I can't explain it. It's a bit different um, with like a, a yellow strip, yellowy orange strip ball down the side of the arm oh yeah like that uh black shorts and white socks kind of thing sounds and
1: continental <laughs> it is a little bit yeah
2: it is, it is a little <laughs> yeah. bit cognitive. if i can get a picture to you rich i'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah yeah no, please do. but but thankfully the pfa are um organizing those kits i've given the colors that that i want oh, uh and the other one's going to be uh i think it's uh a red one with a black stripe so a red kit with like a bra- black stripe oh, yeah, back okay. So, I just, it's not because I, I just always like that kit. I remember when I was a little Why kid put, putting that kit on, I had that feel good factor with it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that, that, at the moment, I haven't seen the finished kit yet. Um, I'll put sent the, them, um, the sent ticket links in the time.
0: chat. If anyone wants tickets, Matt Stanov just dropped it in the chat. Um, I would have, Matt. Brilliant. AD Croucher asked Marcus, are you going to be at the Ipswich versus Bristol Rovers game on Valentine's Day?
2: Oh, uh, which is, uh, is that a week on Tuesday? Yeah, yes, Tuesday week, yeah. um, I might be, actually. Yeah, I've been thinking about going to that. Yeah, so I might, I'm, I might go to that. Uh, I haven't well, been my taking your lovely
0: wife out. Come on, it's Valentine's Day. You should be taking her I, out. We'd
2: never do anything Valentine's Day. Uh, can, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting in a restaurant, as on Valentine's night this is, um, <laughs> alongside other couples doing exactly the same thing. And it's, and it's full up of no families. It's just couples sat there, um, yeah. and yeah, I love great. I love looking across the restaurant. You know, whenever like especially like when whether you with your family and you look at couples and they don't speak. They're there for two hours and they don't say a word to each other. It's like what? Do the exact same thing at home. i sat on a set, eat. <laughs> like so. Yeah. So yeah. So no, I, I I don't normally go out Valentine's Day, but we but we, know, we, know, we do something for it, but not on Valentine's Day.
0: Tell us about your walk. you done a walk, didn't you, last, last weekend?
2: Yes, last Sunday. Yeah, we could yeah, we go today, yeah. Um, it was a marathon walk. It was obviously raised to raise money uh, mm. for the Derby Rimmer Foundation. And there was me, Lou, and about 40 other friends. Kind of made a bit of a weekend of it. The walk was on the Sunday um most of us arrived on a saturday um unfortunately you know there's no real beers being partaken you know no one really had to drink you know it's normally like when you go somewhere first night frenzy isn't it um and that but that didn't but that didn't happen it was everyone was pretty sensible uh i think a lot of people were still on dry january um and then we had to walk on the sunday so we all woke, woke up pretty fresh sunday morning started at the oval oval cricket ground uh, up at the, the Thames one one way, back down the other side, and then did like a figure of eight and back up the other side of the Thames, so eastern and then west. Um And then it was about 26 miles. Started at nine in the morning and got finished about six, ten past six at night um, with about three or four ten-minute stops. It's and that was pump. a good day. So all four of you have done that. uh, And then... We had a couple of beers after, but not before.
1: No. Oh, but, oh I, in, see, um, in I see your boys are doing the London
2: Marathon, Marcus. No, doing the Manchester Marathon. Manchester, that's Manchester. Yeah. Is it? When is that? Uh, that's in early May. Not sure of date, but he's there May. anywhere or May, is it early yes. April? Yes. I haven't got clue that? what date it is. You know that? Oh, Foundation. Is that who they're doing it for? Sorry. Yes. Yes. they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing it for that. Um, and it's good because they play rugby. You know, uh, sort of pretty fit but when it comes to long distance running I've done a marathon as well before as a run and I've done it a walk one and I've just been trying to say to them listen you can't they think something you can do just by rugby training you've got to teach your body to be able to plot a bit Um <laughs> uh, so you know the sprinters so um it's gonna be tough at the moment I don't think they realize what they're in in for really but good on them I'll be there supporting them of course and along with other people
1: did you did did you have your family there for the Plymouth game as well, Marcus? Um,
2: just me and Lou. Oh, no, okay. It's just me and Lou. Yeah, yeah.
1: What, what kind of feeling did you get? Because, like, when they started singing, you know, walking in a Stuart Wonderland and all that kind of thing. I mean, we're not we've not heard that for what twenty plus years, but it still seems so fresh to me, Rich. I can't believe that was twenty years yeah. ago.
2: Uh, yeah. Um. Like I said, I got tried not to get emotional, like I'm not. I am now. So, it, it was. Okay. Ni- it was nice. It was nice. It was. It was yeah. nice, of course. Um, yeah, it's nice to reminis- reminisce. Um, I think when you're in the bubble of a football player at the time, in in that moment, you kind of don't see things granted, but you get on with things and you you're mm. living living your life week to week, day to day. Training, games, coach, game, coach, train, coach, game, Sunday mm-hmm. off. Uh, I think it's only when you get a bit older, like I am now, where you kind of realise.
1: You look back on you it. Look, outdoor, I guess? What,
2: you look, look back on it a bit, yeah, you do, mm. Uh, mm. and you understand what you actually done and how people felt about the respective clubs are paid for when we when we had success.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gave us some great times, my friend. I will tell you what, they were, weren't they rich. They probably some of the greatest times we've oh, had. There's, aren't there's
2: there? a couple of questions. There's Lee in the chat
0: says, uh, please ask Marcus what is his proudest moment as a town Ipswich player and I've got Hawks asked me what's your proudest
2: moment of your career so similar sort of questions So uh proudest moment of time, I think it's got to be winning at Wembley you know yeah. um to get into in, into the Premier League um you know I was only there for you know the, the, that the end of that January at the end of that season obviously we didn't get automatic promotion um and the reason why I came to the club was because it had a bit of it had a bit of uh, experience in being at the top and George kept, they kept hold of George, of course. You know, I think it was two previous seasons before that, or was it three previous seasons that he got to playoffs and were lost?
1: Mm. And that
2: was the fourth year we went up. I'm not sure, but still, there was experience there and, and the, 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 to push on. So for me, you know, those fans, those, a lot of those players and that manager have been through three years of hurt, really, disappointments by losing in yeah. the playoffs. And I think one year, was it the away goal role against Bolton? They lost. The
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
2: seen before. yeah. Yeah. So to then, to then for me being there three months to what, to get always playing the Premier League, that that was, that was just the proudest moment. But, you know, for those fans that suffered for three years before that with last minute disappointments, um, rules that have gone against them in terms of um, away goals, you know, they the, the, the elation I can would would have been magnified magnified mine by five hundred thousand. You know, because yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's my proudest proudest moment.
1: What was uh, the your, other one, what, what's the other career, one? Yeah. proudest
2: moment in my career?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, there's so many. You know, scoring your first professional goal is <laughs> something you want to do. Um, So I'd say that signing your first professional contract. But Mm -hmm. at the time, you know, I didn't think I made it, but you kind of think, yeah, I made made it as a professional, but only when I get get older now, I think to myself, actually, if you only played two or three games for that club and then went off to play non-league, then you actually wouldn't have made it because I believe that to be a professional, you have to be in a nitty-gritty and play at least two seasons as a professional Mm -hmm. regularly for those two seasons. to actually count yourself. As being a professional football player that's played that mm. amount of games, mm. I see a lot of play, young young players these days come in and play one or two games, drift off down the pyramid, and they call themselves mm. a professional footballer. Sorry, that that doesn't sit with me. You got you got to do it for a good two or three mm. seasons. Mm. That's how I see it. Mm. Fifty to hundred games, then you've made it.
0: I remember Marcus said that you had a lovely head headband, didn't you? When you started, you had longer hair. Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Rich.
1: <laughs> I didn't tell you work, was it? You go.
0: About hair. Um, <laughs> Look, I was reading uh, a
2: bit in the Bristol,
0: I was reading a bit in the Bristol, I think it's Bristol Post online about like obviously you've played a lot of clubs. You've obviously had coaching roles and management and that. And I just talk to us about your friendship, if you don't mind, with Daryl
2: Clark. Listen, me, me and Daryl ain't friends. We're good, we're good colleagues. who get on really well. That's you know, I, I love Dallas the deaf. We don't call each other every day. We don't call each other every other week. Every week, um, but if I know if I was to call him, I'll be there, and vice versa. You know, yeah. uh, we we had, you know, when when he first came to Bristol, World, I didn't know. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. Um, we've heard, heard of each other, of course, um, and then we find out we actually he actually played against me. He was on he was on the bench for Hartlepool against Sunderland in the FA Cup and when we beat them 1-0 where they should have beat us at Stadium Light and he was playing that game so little things that you chat about and you understand you actually played against each other as well yeah, yeah. Um, but course. you know you know with mates I think you text each other in a week am I not quite I think I think men are a bit different I think, I think a lot of blokes that I know they're kind of You can go two months without speaking to each other and if everything's all right you know and that's how kind of me and Darrow are really you know he's a busy guy i know how focused he is when it comes to um when it comes to to football how focused he is so i don't bother him really you know i've I've called him about a couple of players this season you know to come down to us and uh we have a chat and and i know know he's there you know Mm. We've all said that we're really good colleagues. You know, I don't, I don't go on holiday with him at the end of the, se- at the, end of the season. He's, he doesn't ask to come on holiday with me. I know he goes away with his mates, and that's brilliant. Um, but we have a bond because we gave, had a promotion together. Yeah, uh, of course. Promotions, and he was a manager, and yeah. I respected every single thing he did at, at Bristol Rovers. So, um, I, I suppose you could say we are friends, but we're not best friends, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, He's done a good job at Port Vale, isn't he? Really. Doing yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great yeah. job. Um, but no, it's 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 a it's a um, relationship where he knows I'm there. I knows he's I know he's there if I need to speak to him about anything. Um, but that's not all the time. It's, I'd say it's once a month, something like that.
1: Mm. Mm. I tell you what, Marcus. One thing I want to speak to you about. No one ever mentions this, Rich. You talk about the Liverpool goal and all that kind of thing in Wembley and all that. The Southampton hat-trick at the Dell, it's always one that sticks out in my mind as yeah. being one of the highlights of that Premier League season. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, you know, it felt like we were going to get into the Champions League, didn't it, after that win?
2: I mean, how do I, don't, I don't forget about that? That's that's a, <laughs> uh, that's a proud moment as well, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. scoring your first hat-trick in the Premier League. Monday Night
1: Football. Monday, Night football, uh, Monday Night
2: football, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that game. Herman Herman O'Reidison's little little jiggle down the left-hand side. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Did you, when did you yeah,
2: make the yeah, mind that you were going to think that penalty? Yeah, the when thing did that go through your yeah, mind. I did. Yeah, I made my mind up very early. And like I say before, I don't do it to make the keeper look stupid. I do it because I think uh, I'm, I'm making the keepers guess for the next penalties I take. That's why I do oh, it.
1: Right. Okay, looking ahead, like
2: it. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do, I, I, I tried to mix up, go left, right. Uh, I didn't go right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go left this one, and I'm gonna go right for the next two penalties. It was just literally think about it and i always kicked one down the middle now and again just to keep, to keep well, just, just to it, just, to the keep obviously to score the goal uh yeah. Matt, but you know after there's an afterthought of you know the keeper is going to look at my penalties, and then they're not sure whether to stand or go left or right you yeah, know yeah. so there was a bit yeah. of forward think thinking of in that.
1: that yeah yeah i like that figure picture while
0: you're on about yeah. penalties marcus just while we're on it quickly we we're, we're running short of time do you think nowadays when people take penalties, they make things a bit too difficult? Because you see these fancy run-ups, they do the, like Jorginho does the little jump. I oh, think fine. they make it try a, bit, a bit too
2: technical? Uh, I just think whatever works for you. Yeah. You know, um, and we, whatever works for you, however you want to do it. Uh, what I would find strange is, uh, uh, but Graham Alexander used to do it, uh, and he had a very successful penalty rate. Was the straight run up to the ball? Um, yeah, I, I that. find yeah. that a bit a bit weird. Yeah. Uh but yeah, uh, I always ran obviously same setup, uh, but different thought really in terms of how I'm gonna where I'm gonna put the penalty. But no, I think everyone's different. Rich, and um, if it works, it works. If it's not gonna work, then. Eventually, yeah. they're not going to be penalty takers, and someone else is going to take their place pretty soon.
0: Um, Emerson mm. says in the chat about Ivan Tony. If you watch Ivan Tony when he takes a penalty, he's not even looking at the ball, is he?
2: He's looking at the goalkeeper. Mm. And that's um, and that's the uh, art in itself, really. Yeah. You know, you've got a lot of trust to do there, and you've got a yeah. So no, I mean, he's got a technique uh, that works for him. So, and I think if you can do that. I think that's the way forward you know yeah. if you're it's almost a bit of cat and mouse who's going to move first who's going to make yeah. the first move that's what he's looking for he's looking for the keeper to move it's when the keeper doesn't move that's when you, you got to have to have a <laughs> yeah. default finish you know <laughs> yeah. um, and i'm sure he has uh because all he's doing is looking for the keeper and get that split second mm-hmm. kind of ahead of everyone else where he can put it the other side of where the keeper moves because he's always looking at the goalie so no, that's quite that's quite tough to do and you've got to be quite brave doing that because it's literally last second. I've got, got to put it where where I think the keeper's not gonna go. That's mm. how he looks at it. Mm. Mm. Right, Matt, mm. you got anything else before we close?
1: No, look, Marcus said we will give us half hour, we don't overstay. welcome, Marcus. Brilliant to <laughs> chat with you after Thanks, all those Guys, breaks. listen, thank yeah. you very
2: much. Have a great have a great um have a great Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, have a great end to the end of the season. I hope it, I hope it goes well, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping to get to the Rebels game. If you're there, uh, if... give us a shout.
0: Give us a shout, and I'll buy you a beer. I'm staying down
2: there. Yeah, yeah are you? Okay, where yeah, you staying? You know. <laughs> uh, I can't
0: remember where I'm staying. I'm staying down yeah. there with my kids, and Colin in the chat. He's staying down there with his son. So okay, be, just let I'm me know. If,
2: if I'm around, I'm around. But uh, generally. Uh, if I'm having a beer, it's going to be weekends these days. I don't do midweek. I just can't take it. I'm just getting too old. Only one. Oh, I can't <laughs> do one. I may mean, have a non alcoholic beer or Coca Cola or something. I'm <laughs> gonna, oh, there you go. I'm anyway, look, for nothing. Look, we really
0: appreciate you, mate, coming yeah. on and chatting yeah. and
1: Brilliant.
0: everyone in the chat. I know there'll be loads of people watching this all over the world sending best wishes to you, mate. And um, stay yeah. strong. We're all with you.
2: And hopefully yep. we can catch up again soon. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, we're
0: still here. Martin's, Martin's obviously not pressed the button, Matt.
1: What's he up to? Look, probably, can, he, he, are you finished, Maya? I didn't know oh, if you were finished as it. well. Here he is. 30 minutes. There we go. 30 minutes the We didn't I mean, want to overstay our
0: welcoming mark. Look, I hope everyone in the chat really enjoyed it. You know, it was... Good that he gave us his time, you know, on a Sunday yeah, evening, absolutely half hour, and he's he's looking well. And look, hopefully that'll long by yeah. that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, might impress the button All right, boss.